0: G
1: Revelation 12 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony And they did not love their lives to the death Welcome to By the Word of their Testimony And here is your host Etienne McClintock
2: Greetings and a warm welcome Thank you for tuning into the program It's a pleasure to have your company by the Word of their Testament is a program where we share the life journeys of people just like you and me And how through challenges and trials and opportunities and the providence of God Their lives have been impacted for good and for the glory of God Now in the studio today I have a very special guest, Diane Hope <laughs> Diane, welcome
3: well, Thank you
2: It's very good to have you in the studio Now I work with your husband so it's, uh, it's a real <laughs> delight and we had a meal over at your house, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago now. And then you shared some of your, your story, your life journey, and yes. your testimony. I thought that would be a fantastic story to share on the air on 3ABN Australia Radio one, one day. And that day has arrived, so I'm very grateful. So thank you for coming and joining us. This is one day after our third anniversary as 3ABN Australia Radio. So it's, That's it's good. good. That's why we're streaming it. It's a day late, but still better <laughs> late than never. Yes. Now, to end, maybe you can tell us just a little bit about yourself. What are you currently doing? You are now Mrs. Hope, so maybe you can include that in the, in the opening,
3: uh, <laughs>
2: opening story.
3: Uh, I'm Diane, and I'm now a registered nurse, and I work at an Adventist aged care in the area. Um, I've just recently gotten married about five months ago.
2: Is it five months already? Yes. <laughs> wow. That's gone fast. Yes. Hmm. So, okay, so you've you've been married, you're you're working as a registered nurse, but you're not from here. There's just a little bit of a hint of an accent possibly.
3: (laughs) Yes, I'm originally from the Philippines, and I moved here three and a half years ago to study Ah, again. (laughs) Again,
2: so uh, what were you studying when you came over here?
3: I studied nursing here, bachelor's of nursing
2: Okay, but you'd already done some studies yes. over in the Philippines same, prior to that.
3: Same thing. Same thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. So just you're continuing your qualification or just um, getting a getting... accredited Australian yes. qualification. That's it. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. Well, let's now that we've got there, we're going to try and close the gap after you tell us, you know, you were born in the Philippines, but where you were born, your family circumstances, and so forth, if you maybe want to just start there. As far back as you can remember, of course.
3: Um I'm born to a Catholic family. Okay.
2: There's a lot of Catholic people in the Philippines. Yes. So big Catholic I don't know country.
3: how many, but most, most people, people are, are Catholics. Catholic. So my family are Catholic. Some of them are still, and the others have drifted. Okay. One is searching for the truth. Right, okay. And, yeah, my mom is still. And um, I have two brothers, older brothers, and they're both married with kids.
2: And they still live in the Philippines?
3: One does, and the eldest one, he lives in Singapore. Singapore. Okay.
2: So if you have to go on holiday, it's a choice between Australia, Singapore, or the Philippines for a holiday. (laughs)
3: Yes, (laughs) which I do. Very good. Okay,
2: so you're the youngest in the family. Mm -hmm. So what was it like growing up in the Philippines for your family life? Maybe you can tell us a little bit about that.
3: Um, Sundays we go to church. Mm -hmm. That's just an hour. (laughs) And then busy life.
2: What happens typically the rest of the time on a Sunday? So it's an hour at church. Is it a religious day for the whole Sunday or is it just for the church?
3: just for the hour. And sometimes we're late because we got some – I don't know if it's just our family or it's Filipinos who run late.
2: Is there (laughs) such a thing as Filipino time? Yes. Because I have been to the Pacific Islands.
3: An hour late. Or half an hour
2: Ah, okay (laughs) Because I've been to like the islands They they talk about Fiji time in the islands I fit in very well with Fiji time It just works very well for me
3: (laughs) Islander time
2: So okay, so Filipino time, right?
3: Yes So we just go to church And Mm. then after that just do whatever Some Mm. people, it's like a little bit of time for God And then the rest is family time They go shopping or watch a movie Okay Picnic
2: Right so um in your upbringing it sounds like it had quite a strong religious component to it. Yes. Mm. And uh your mum very devoted lady. Mm-hmm.
3: Until now she works at one of the biggest churches, Catholic churches in the country.
2: Is that right? What does she do there?
3: She's a she has accounting background so mm-hmm. she's a, managing the finances of the church.
2: Okay, wow. And uh, as far as you know, your upbringing is concerned, your mum took the major role in regards to parenting yes, and all that. Yes,
3: because my dad is just uh, neutral. I don't know. He, she was the figure, but he's the provider.
2: So he was the breadwinner in the yes. house. But your mum, as far as spiritual influence is concerned, yes. was the primary person. In, in, and in...
3: the disciplinarian. Okay.
2: Right. Well, I have. I have met your mum. I haven't met your dad yet, but I've met your mum. Um, Growing up, is there anything that sort of stands in your mind in regards to good influences and bad influence in shaping your life and where you are now?
3: Um, I'd say my mom, because of the devout person she is.
2: Mm. So she's very committed to her faith. Yes. Mm.
3: Uh, She encouraged us to join Kids for Christ and Youth for Christ. Okay. And also we would have prayer meetings once a week.
2: At church or at home? At or?
3: home. Just the family, we have a meeting.
2: Just for the family? Yeah. Okay, well, that's nice. So, like a typical midweek prayer meeting?
3: Yes. Mm. And talk about what we can improve and discuss a Bible verse or something. But we usually just use the New Testament, okay. just the Gospels.
2: And use the Gospels for your mm. discussion. Okay. So, um, with that upbringing, uh, you were quite impacted in a positive way by the religious connection. Yes, so I'd say you so. You had a knowledge of God.
3: Yes, because among the siblings, I was the one who was more interested or inclined to God, because maybe being a female, being female.
2: Hmm. Okay. Um, any uh, secular influences? I mean, when you went to school, was it a, a religious school you went yes. to, or just a?
3: Um, I was in a Catholic school for 10 years.
2: Wow, <laughs> okay. But you're not a Catholic anymore?
3: Yes, not anymore. Okay. I became a Seventh-day Adventist some three, four years ago.
2: Four years ago. You've been in Australia three and a half years? Yes. So that was six months before you came to Australia, became about, a Seventh-day yes. Adventist. Okay, well, we've got to get to that story because mm-hmm. I think that'll be a very interesting story to tell. Um, So religious influences, religious school, Catholic school. um, Was there any secular worldly influences in your life at that time, or was it all pretty much religious based?
3: Um,
4: It's a mix, but it's
3: more more religious because my mom is very strict. Mm. And I think it's good now that I'm older. I saw how she has shaped me and. It's what the positive. I am Yes, yeah. it's very good
2: So while growing up You didn't always appreciate it as yes. much? Yes Yeah, to <laughs> yeah.
3: And I was waiting to move out of her house
2: Oh, <laughs> we really were keen to get out of the house
3: Yes, that's why when I went to my uni in the Philippines I'm like, oh, this is good
2: Okay, and <sighs> the reason why you felt that way Was it just because the, the religious environment was restrictive? No, or, or what, it's what, just what was her
3: it? She... Well, you know, teenager, you want to do what your friends you do. You want to spread your wings a little bit. Yeah, have boyfriends.
2: And your mum was very cautious in regards <laughs> yes, to that. Yes,
3: because yeah. she even said to me, if you get pregnant when you're young, I'll disown you.
2: Okay. <laughs> so she's trying and to give I you some would, incentive to yes, be good. Yeah, Which was good. Yes, yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. Kept me straight. Hmm. But the, the, the Christianity you were brought up with, your mum didn't really go much for secular influences. There wasn't really many secular influences at home. Talking about, you know, sort of like worldly music
3: or, those no. you know, sort of things. Or, um, or religious. It's not like rock rock music. Mm. She liked mm. um, old music, like Air Supply, Bee Gees, those oh. sort of things. Okay, like yeah, but still songs. secular music, but, yes. you know,
2: sort of the what they call light pop or mm. yeah, yeah. easy listening. Like that.
3: And movies, not much, just on TV because... When you we were growing up, there were three kids, and my dad was a breadwinner. My mom was a housewife for 10 years. Okay. So, my dad was the primary mm. money maker.
2: Right. So, so through your life, positive experiences, but maybe felt sometimes a little bit restrictive. You want to sort of spread your wings a little bit. So yes. When did you end up leaving home?
3: Um, when I finished high school, we were considering where I should so go. So, you were at 17,
2: 18, do. something like that?
3: 16, 16, 15, 16. We finished because we only have four years, four years of high school.
2: Oh, ah, okay. Right, so where do you go then? What's the, um, what's the plan of attack? What do you, what do you get into? <laughs>
3: uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I was thinking, uh, I wanted to do music. Hmm. But in the Philippines, there's not much future for Off musicians. Oh, music, yeah. Yes.
4: So
2: you had a musical upbringing that you.
3: I play like singing and I play piano.
2: Okay, and you did that from a young age?
3: Yes, my mom was a frustrated pianist, so she frustrated fans, pianist. Yes, yeah, she be? bought one.
2: Oh, she brought one. Okay.
3: But because they were poor, they they came from, she she was brought up in, in the countryside. Mm. So they didn't have money. Okay. So when she was older and she had money, she bought a piano and but she she was too old to learn it or something. Mm. So she made me learn it, and I studied for 8 years.
2: Wow, okay Well, the other day I was sitting in my office here at 3ABN And I remember hearing all this music And I thought, wow, that is impressive There were some really incredible <laughs> tunes And some fast-paced classical stuff coming through And then only to discover it was James's wife, Diane, playing the, <laughs> playing the piano So, yeah, obviously you've got some, you yeah. have some really good talent so, And you sing as well Yes Now, before this program's out, we'll have to have one of your songs mm. Because we have some of your recordings that mm-hmm. were here Okay, and then we can talk about that a little bit song later, but we've got to have a select a song yes. and then play it so that our listener out there can <laughs> have hear. Have an idea. Have an yes. idea of your talent, your musical ability. Absolutely. Okay, so you go to, a, is a college, university, Technicon? University. What is university? Yes. And are you doing music there, or what are you studying? No,
3: um, I did some tests to go to universities, and... Um, we were thinking at the time nursing was a big thing. So I thought, B- "Oh, maybe a big thing
2: for you or big thing The
3: whole country cuz that's a shortage a ticket. of nurses, was it?" No, just to go abroad.
2: Ah. Uh-huh. guess
3: third world country and everyone wants to go abroad so and have a, life, have a better chance you Yes, okay. better chances. So I thought maybe I'll just do nursing. Mm. I think mm, my mom wanted to be a nurse too, but they didn't have the money.
2: Right okay so you so I your fulfilled mom, her you, dreams you fulfilled <laughs> your mum's dreams so in a sense you actually um were given privileges that your mother never had so she yes. made sure in regards to the music that you get some she, education and training and then also to get into nursing mm-hmm. she made sure that, that that happened for you as well Yes.
3: Oh, that's very good she she raised us well i'd say mm. so yeah i we were considering what to do, and I thought, oh, maybe I'll just do nursing. And I heard some friends were doing nursing at this university, which I've never heard of, Adventist University of the Philippines, and it's a boarding school. So
2: Okay. How, ha- how far is that from stay home? There?
3: Um, 20 minutes. Oh, so it's close. Drive, yeah.
2: So were you boarding or were you just commuting in every day?
3: I, because commuting is... As in public transport, it takes an hour.
2: Oh, ah, okay. So uh, you, you were bored? Yes.
3: <laughs> okay. Somehow s- I, I had my mom agree.
2: Mm. Your mom agreed to it. So why not a Catholic university? Why Seventh day Adventist University?
3: Because she saw that I was a bit naughty and she didn't want me to go to the city. So okay. she sent me to a remote place. Well, she agreed to send me to a remote place rather than the city because the influence would be better or lesser mm. temptation.
2: And so, was she the one that selected the Adventist University, or did you select it?
3: I did select it, and mm. I showed her the thing, what the, um, what it's like, and so they was a offer very short yes, yeah, okay. and she's like, oh, she agreed. She, we had a look, and she liked the place. It's a beautiful—it's like, um, it's countryside living.
2: Hmm, okay. <laughs> right, so—but what, what introduced you to the place? How did you find it?
3: A friend from my Catholic school was— mm. uh, her dad is Adventist but married a Catholic, so he wanted her to go there. Okay. And a few of us went there. Six of us ended up going to that university.
2: Hmm. Oh, so six, or six of your school yes. friends.
3: But only so, so far, only two of us have become Adventists. That one whose dad is Adventist and okay. me.
2: So that's one in three. Okay. Yes. So at least when you went there, you knew some people. That yes. would have made it a little bit easier. So it was a bit of an adventure for you.
3: But it was a shock because— Okay, um, so
2: what was the shock when you went there?
3: <laughs> because I've never heard of Adventists before. I've heard the name, but I don't know who they are, what you they, they believe in. Christian?
2: You didn't no. know they were Christian or not? <laughs> no. Okay, so that was not uh, part of the dis- decision. It was just it was a nice yeah. campus, and they gave you the course that you needed. Yes, oh. and
3: my fr- I have friends there.
2: Mm. <laughs> and you have friends there. So you go there. It's a shock. Yes. What did you expect, and what did you find?
3: Well, I didn't know what they don't do and what they do. Mm. Jewelry. They don't watch movies. They don't dance. Oh. Um,
2: Okay, so this things, w- You thought that that would be part of the program, pork. but it wasn't. <laughs> they don't eat pork.
3: Yes, and also seafood. I was raised eating everything <laughs> in the home.
2: You were, okay, you were raised. Okay, so. Yeah, yeah, so
3: when I came there, oh, wow, I've never heard of this. Because um, the extent is if you do those things like wear jewelry in the campus, you'll get an infraction. An infraction. Like you'll get. Is this a sort of like a citation. No, you'll get a punishment thing. Okay. Oh, they won't like give you a pass. Yes. Or
2: you got to go and do some hard labor. Yes. You got to go and clean the garden. Or. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> so did you get any infractions?
3: No, I didn't. Okay, as long as you were good.
2: <laughs> but that's not what you expected. So you're yes, going to let your hair down a little bit, spread your wings, but. Uh, it not was,
3: not how I thought it would be. It's
2: not how you thought you would be. Okay. So those influences, because obviously some of it must have had an impact because you're now a Seventh-day Venice. <laughs> um, what was what were some of the positive influences on you? Because we just spoke about the unexpected stuff yes. that you thought you would be able to have access to that you didn't. What were some of the positive things?
3: Um, I met some very nice people because, uh, well... I was growing older, too, and maturing. Maturing, yes. So I, you know, genuine people, Mm. just nice, even though they don't know you and they're accommodating like that because I've never, well, I've never really encountered many people, just our family and some friends, but not close. And I've never seen such relationship in family, family bonds, worship worshipping together.
2: Okay. So there was something different about yes. some of the people some, you met there. Some, of were some really nice people. Yes. Now, I guess um, not everybody on the campus there was necessarily Seventh-day Adventist. Because yes. were, you weren't. I so. Re- yes. So how many people would be Seventh-day on this Adventist campus?
3: I think about 60, 70 percent. Percent. Okay. Mm. So the majority. Yes.
2: Hmm. Now, uh, there were some good influences. Were there any other influences <laughs> contrary to being... The ideal influences. Yes.
3: uh, Because of having around 30% of non-Adventists, we tend to congregate.
2: Okay. So (laughs) you sort of a little bit of a segregation between the Adventists and then those who are not Adventists.
3: So I always spend time with friends and with non-Adventists because Hmm. we understood each other. That makes sense. And also they're different because they don't do what we do. Hmm. Okay.
2: So although there was a connection and there was uh, some elements that you admired amongst the Adventists, they were still pretty much keeping more to yourself and your own yes. group of people who were maybe <laughs> Catholic or had you know, similar persuasions. Yes,
3: oh. even in our classes because we had many Adventist belief subjects throughout the course oh, really? four years. Yes. Even studying every to be semester. a nurse,
2: they had religious yes. instruction.
3: A lot, because we had every semester we had eight subjects.
2: That sounds like a lot.
3: 24 24 units,
2: I think. Okay, so over two semesters? Okay, two years. Four years. So it's four uh, four years.
3: But um, the religious subjects were only, um, I think we had it for three years. Okay. Because the others were nursing Mm, focused.
2: mm. Okay. So that was the only bad influences?
3: Not much, but I saw some bad things there. Like okay. fraternities and people doing drugs in the campus, an Adventist campus. Okay. And um
2: obviously not sanctioned by the campus itself, they don't, but
3: they didn't they don't find out.
2: They don't know about it.
3: And um mm. people hiding their boyfriends in <laughs> places and doing things.
2: Right. So uh, yeah, as far as human beings are concerned, if they want to do something that's they can not do it. Yeah. A find a way to hide it and do mm-hmm. it. Okay. So what happened from there? You're you're at the campus, you're studying, you're getting your qualifications. Anything interesting happened that had a bearing on your life?
3: Um in one of the subjects we had of the Adventist beliefs, the only one that I remember listening to out of the many mm. We had a subject called Daniel and Revelation
4: Yes okay. And that's so
3: where they discussed about uh, The Nebuchadnezzar's dream Of the statue
2: the Daniel chapter 2 Yes mm.
3: And um, that the Roman Empire Was the Roman Catholic Church So that, that was a shock to me
2: Really? So they yeah. must be getting into Daniel 7 now mm-hmm. please. Now they get into that Yes Because eight.
3: um. I don't remember the exact words, but it just struck me and it stuck in my head that, wow, that's scary because they're the ones that pr- prosecuted the Christians and that they will be leading the new empire, mm. things like that. And from then on, this was 2007.
2: Okay, so about 10 years I
3: hadn't, yeah. <laughs> Yes. An awakening. And I'm like, ah. Oh. So it's like um, it hit me that this must be the true church. Really? So, yes. From, from the then, study I, of that yes.
2: Daniel and Revelation?
3: From then on, I stopped uh, doing the communion because we had, you know, in the Catholic like mass, church we do. yes, Catholic Mass? I, yeah. I would still go to the, uh, listen to Masses, but just to listen to the Word, but not do what they do like communion mm. we have that thing every every yeah. yes and also the sign of the cross
2: mm. you stopped doing that as well
3: yes and I th- I believe I stopped eating unclean
2: so no more pork and yes. shellfish and certain seafoods. I stopped eating
3: shellfish before I went to college because I had allergy God uh, gave okay. me the right allergies <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay it's good. Some people wish they had allergies for chocolates and that sort of thing. That's what well. I
3: say. I I don't eat chocolate because I have an allergy. What happens is I can't stop eating. Awesome. <laughs> oh, very good.
2: Okay. So okay, your life is being impacted in a positive way. And uh, we're still at college. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take a short break and then we'll come back and do part two of your testimony right after these messages. Stay tuned. Okay. There, played by Henry Higgins, from his CD, Near to the Heart. To purchase your own copy, visit our online store at 3abnaustralia.org.au or call 0249733456. Welcome back, you are listening to By the Word of Their Testimony And in the studio with me today is our special guest Diane Hope Mm -hmm. Diane is a registered nurse She's working here in Sydney at the moment Been in Australia for three and a half years And she is originally from the Philippines And we've just spoken about your background Being brought up in a strict Catholic um, family Yes. And also having regular worships and even <laughs> prayer meetings during the week.
4: Yes. <laughs> and, uh,
2: you know, having a very devoted mum who raised you in a, a very positive way in regards to adhering to the principles and the standards of your faith. Hmm. But then uh, as you turned 15, 16, you left home, not too far away, but you went to boarding school. But of all the universities to pick, you picked <laughs> the Seventh-day Adventist University. And at this university, you uh, didn't quite realize all your expectations because you thought you were able to spread your (laughs) wings, and they were, if anything, a little bit more conservative than you anticipated. No dancing, no drinking, you know, and uh, they don't eat unclean foods. And you were just saying before the break that this started having an effect on you because you started changing some of your um, worship practices. Mm -hmm. You were no no longer doing the sign of the cross. You were no longer... Eating, you know, the, the the mass Although you were still going to mass But you weren't actually eating the wafer and, yes. and, and drinking the wine And then on top of that You'd been doing some programs Because there's a lot of religious instruction As part of your degree You uh, had a lot of things that they expose you to Positive things from the scripture Including Daniel and Revelation So... When you started looking at the prophecies, you started realizing a few things, and that convinced you that the Seventh-day Adventist church must be the— The true church. The ch- true church. Wow. <laughs> so fascinating. So from there, you, your life is starting to change. Do you realize how much is changing at that time, or are you just thinking, oh, just a little bit at the time, or is this quite dramatic for you?
3: Uh, just a little bit because it um, doesn't like— Wow, this is mind-blowing. Just a little bit because, you know— um, Tradition and sure. my family because mm. I would still go home, although I was in a boarding school every week I'd go home to okay. my family, and it wasn't that far, and uh I'd eat the same well, I'd try not to eat the same things and just are your, not family do the practice. Seeing, your
2: family seeing, your family see noticing a change or are you you sort of hiding it a little bit
3: not yet, yeah, not yet
2: okay. <laughs> right, so. Tell us what happens uh, subsequent to that, because I know there's some some interesting stories um, that are going to come out of this interview. You're at the school. uh, Is everybody you meet there good? Good, (laughs) A good influence on you?
3: No. But uh, I I met some very good friends, which I still have now, Mm. Adventist friends. Okay. And they're still good friends. But I, while in my second year of nursing, I met this young man. He was... He was an Adventist, so, uh, I don't know, I think just by name. Okay, nominal um, Adventist? Yes. Mm. And I say that because he had his own reasons. He became angry with God because his dad committed suicide. And okay,
2: so he went through some difficult yes, things in his life. and
3: that caused him to rebel. He was drinking, smoking, smoking pot, fraternity, and mm. yeah. Yeah. Um anyway this young man <laughs> was chasing me and being a young silly girl <laughs> 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 everyone's having boyfriends maybe I should have one long story short we started dating even though i knew all those things because yes. just simply because he was nice to me and just to have someone
2: right okay understand so you knew that he wasn't necessarily the best guy out there, but he treated you well? Yes. Uh, so it appeared. And also um, it was part of the thing to do, to have a boyfriend. <laughs> yes, that's mm. right. Okay. So um, how does how does this relationship uh, impact you as a person? It's, it all goes well? Does he, he keep on treating you with respect and no, treating you didn't.
3: well? No, he didn't. I soon realized that he was not... Mm, not that nice to his mom. already saw him in a with his mom. Yes, and he was he, he was where in front of her, and he gets really angry. He had anger issues. Mm. So, and do you listen
2: if you're out there listening as well, and you're a young person looking for someone to get married to potentially, see how they treat their parents. That's a very strong indicator as well. Do they respect their parents? Sorry, go on, Diane. Yeah.
3: And also, I didn't know that he had a child. Someone had to tell me. Oh he, didn't oh, so he tell was me. a father. Yes, at the age of 16. Okay, very young. Mm-hmm. Mm. So maybe that's why he didn't want to tell me. I had to find out. So there was some flags.
2: Red flags. Yes. Mm.
3: But I didn't notice, well, didn't want to <laughs> take yeah, notice. Sometimes
2: yet. when you're in the middle of something, it's not as easy to... Something that's obvious later, is not as obvious at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure.
3: And also... I didn't—we uh, were da- we dated for five years, but I didn't want to be the one to break it off because I wanted to be the good girl mm. and uh, <laughs> not break it off because, I don't know, because he didn't do anything bad, but he wasn't a nice person. Okay. He wasn't the nicest person, but I stayed there just because I was there. mm Stubborn. And you
2: get used to people, so it's hard to to walk yes. away from them. They become part of your your life, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And how did your friends react to him? <laughs> they liked him. They didn't like him. They said no one they, liked him. No one liked him.
3: Not any of my friends. His friends, of course. Ah, oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, but my family, I later found out that they didn't like him.
2: So they didn't tell you at the time that they didn't like him.
3: Yeah, because you know respect. <laughs> mm. But uh, I think if they were to choose for me, then. They would he would not, not have, have been
2: p- on the list. Hmm. Okay. Right. So you're in this relationship for five years. Mm-hmm. Um, he is uh, someone that goes to church?
3: Once uh, in the blue moon. Okay. So he, he wasn't did. a
2: regular church attendee. No. Would he have cla- classed himself as a Christian, do you think?
3: I don't think so. That's but okay. sometimes at the time I still would go to a Catholic church, but just to listen and when I get invited to a- Adventist churches, I, with with by friends I go with them. Mm. But I was like,
4: okay, so you mm, sort of I
3: didn't belong. I, I called myself Seventh Day Catholic because I would go to church on Saturday night because we have like um, it's instead of Sunday they do it Saturday night for a Sunday in the this Catholic is in church. in the Catholic church. Yes, yes it's Saturday night church. programs. Yes. Yes, so I, okay. d- I called myself Seventh-day Catholic. Oh, did you? <laughs> that okay. was bad. So like how many one. years
2: were you a Seventh-day Catholic?
3: Um, three years or something.
4: Okay.
3: So, yeah, we were together, but um, he changed. I, as I said before, he, wasn't, he didn't remain as nice as he was at first. Okay. His colors showed, and... You he know, changed. He introduced me to a lot of things in the world. Okay. I viewed myself as more Advent, more Adventist yeah, than he was. was. Yes. but you weren't an Adventist. Yes, at the time. even though I wasn't. Yeah. And that was strange because he ate everything. Mm. He's more and yeah, d- did everything that people in the world would do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So,
2: as far as a personal relationship with the Lord was concerned, he didn't have a relationship with God at all. I
3: don't. I didn't think not so. Not as a
2: Lord, not as a Savior. No. Because some of those people can have a relationship with God as Lord, but not necessarily a Savior. You know, they'll follow the rules, but there's pray. no real relationship. Mm. I think
3: he would pray when he needs help, just like a doctor or someone you run to when you're desperate. When you're sick. Yeah. Mm. That's about it.
2: So this relationship obviously has a little bit of an impact on, on mm-hmm. your
3: life. But that, um, I would say, instead of... What we would assume that he'd bring me closer because he was an Adventist. I think he might have drifted me. Okay, so the influence was more negative than positive, yeah. Hmm. As a whole, because, yeah, as I said, he introduced me to things of the world, even clothing. And practices, movies, and drinking.
2: So when you say worldly clothing, so you, we, did you dress a little bit more conservatively and he sort of yeah, made you dress less conservative? yeah because
3: of my, my, mom, my mom's upbringing mm. of me and how he, yeah, he introduced me to non-modest things.
2: <laughs> okay, understand what you're saying. <laughs> right. So at some stage, you break up with him, I guess. Yes. Um, Why why did you break up? Just to realize that uh, he was a bad influence and there was time to move on because five years is quite a a long time.
3: Yes, Uh, during our years of togetherness, uh, about three years into it, uh, we were arguing because he he didn't have plans for his life. He was very laid back. And at the time, I was already registered and working and we were arguing. What do you plan to do? And I wanted someone who I could marry.
4: Mm. Someone who could provide for the family. Yes,
3: responsible, driven, mm. those things, but I didn't see that in him. Anyway, we still continued on until um, I noticed that he changed This in our fourth year of, uh, of our relationship. I had a feeling that he was having an affair. Mm. Um, because of the changes, and um, there was a girl that I've heard of the name of, and I found out that they were living together in really? <laughs> in a house. Yeah, are you
2: still on the university campus? No
3: more. Ah, uh, so you're
2: now qualified and mm, working. I've
3: become qualified. So you're living at home, or you in my, yeah with my parents, with my family. Mm-hmm. So he lived an hour away from where I was
2: and he would normally come and visit you rather yes. than you go and visit him
3: mm-hmm. and I found out but the one once in the bloom and I would visit and uh, he didn't want me to uh, okay I found out that the girl yeah that there was a girl
4: so this would the have you a little bit suspicious yes Yeah.
3: so and they were sharing a room so I thought to myself I broke up with him that was my initial reaction and then he didn't well I told him I'm breaking up with him. I was breaking up with him and he just agreed.
2: He, he, he agree- didn't he agreed confirm
3: with him. it nor deny it. Okay. And I'm like, i was so hurt.
2: You yeah, yeah, it would have been very difficult for you. And he was he just like casual about it. Like yeah, okay if you oh want to okay, break okay. up, that's fine.
3: Very brave. And then after that I was thinking, oh, I had some thought. Hang on a minute, I'm the official Girlfriend, mm. I should make him choose. I have the right to make him choose, so I made him choose. You do, Would you want to choose me or them? Because mm. they were living in a house, a shared house with another couple. Right. And he chose me because I was the right choice, <laughs> the only mm. right thing in his life at the time. He chose me, and they said, well, you should move out of that house and move into another place. Mm. So... Long story short, he moved closer to my family's home, and somehow we managed to still be together. Although, at the time, I've been praying. I said, "Lord, please help me. I'm so. I'm. If you want this to work, change him. Hmm. If not, change me." And oh, at the time, I prayed that for a year or more.
2: So either change him or change you, but something's something's got to change. And someone's got to change.
3: I didn't see anything happening. Mm. Because what happened was I I became very dependent on him emotionally. Sure. Because we didn't have that thing in our family. We don't have close family ties, and I didn't have that someone who I can share everything with because I didn't know God the way Mm. I know him Mm. now. And he was, like, my person, my it. So that's why I couldn't um, detach myself. Anyway, um, we went on for another year. But just like, uh, this we have each other, but we're not together. Mm. And then... Uh, at the time he was working for a call center so he he did night shifts I was still working as a nurse registered nurse in uh, the Philippines close to our home and we had this routine that I'd call I'd ring him so he'll wake up and prepare for work because he started work at one in the morning mm. um, one time ta- one time in October 2012 I did the same. I rang him and I went to bed. And then about half an hour later, I got a phone call. I was woken up by a phone call from his number with another man's voice. I picked up and it was a security officer in the, in the hospital, mm. emergency department, telling me that he was stabbed and that he was being revived.
2: Oh, being revived.
3: Yes. And as a nurse, I knew what that meant. Mm. So there I was. I just woke up, <laughs> and I hear such a message. My heart was pounding. Oh, yes. I could hear it. Terrible news. Anyway, he was just asking me to find someone who can come to be there, hmm. relative to sign or whatever, to decide. But um, they asked me to find a yeah, relative, and I at the time I was trying to move on, and I didn't have... Any numbers.
2: So were you guys dating at the time? Or you'd, you'd, just the, the relationship was over? Or it was sort of...
3: Over, but not entirely. Not,
2: in, not totally
4: over. Yeah. Okay.
3: So I told my mom about it, and she said, Okay, relax. <laughs> hmm. uh, think of what you have to do. Anyway, I didn't find anyone, so the, the security officer called me again, and he said, Why don't you just come? So my mom and I went, and they... They made me sign a secu- uh, consent because he's—remember, uh, I, as I told her, I I said earlier, his dad is gone. He committed suicide, mm. and the mom, she was in Israel. She's working, and she's still there. And his other relatives are about five hours away, three hours away. So I was really the closest, the closest one, person. five minutes. Yeah. So I— my mom and I went and I signed the consent, being the next of kin. They just basically said that they'll do everything and I signed and agreed. And they did. Um, But during the time, uh, I had to contact his mom and everyone work and some relatives and give them the shocking news that he was stabbed and Mm. he was being revived.
2: So at this stage, no one knows what the outcome is going to be of him being revived. No
3: one knew. Um, After the ringing exchange of phone calls, the doctor came to us, and this was about midnight. The doctor came to us and told us that he didn't make it. Mm. He was stabbed in the chest um, twice and one on his back. That, That hit his lungs and the chest, left chest, so... His heart was hit, and a major artery was hit, so he was bleeding to death. Basically, that's mm-hmm. what killed him. Wow. And my mom wept. Wow. But I was in shock.
2: Yeah, you would be.
3: Yeah. Because mm. I didn't know that that was going to be the outcome.
4: Mm.
2: Yeah. So that's obviously a very traumatic uh, impact in in your life. I mean, the relationship is almost off. But you've you've known this person for five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, And regardless of how good or bad they were, obviously there's still some connection there and they would have been very difficult to deal with. So what happens? The family end up, they they get in touch with the family and...
3: Yes, everyone came and we buried him and um, that's it. I didn't have much contact with them. Um, After the the burial, the girl he was cheating with was there, and she mes- sent me a message, and she said, hey, if you want to talk to me, just let me know. But um, I said, oh, I'm not ready for that. Mm. <laughs> anyway. So this was
2: the lady originally he was living with? Yes. And so she was still in the picture? Yes. At the, okay, so she was in the picture uh, all along.
3: That, yeah, but not many. Yes, all that time. that Even he, after even he'd moved he moved out? Yes, hmm. he was still there. and um, But no one knew. Uh, not many people knew about her. Hmm. They knew me. Um, after that, I was, because I was devastated. I was crying and crying, because I didn't, I didn't understand why God allowed it to happen. Yes. But I didn't get angry at Him. Mm. I just said, Lord, I was so sick of, I'm so sick of crying. <laughs> Please help me. Mm. And He impressed me to talk to that girl. I didn't know why and. What for? Uh, anyway, I contacted her, and she, we agreed to meet. And so the day came, and we talked, and she admitted that they were together. They were enjoying living like a married couple. Mm. <laughs> wow! And surprisingly, I was relieved because I thought, "Wow, now I understand why God let that happen." He was trying to save me. Well, from my perspective, because how I would
2: subjectively, yes, yes, how
3: I would um, accept, you know, how what is its impact in my life? Mm. Mm. He's gone, and so what is God's purpose for that event in my life? Mm. And I saw it as him saving me from him, from my late boyfriend, because. He was never going to tell me the truth, and at the time, at the at that time, I was like, "Oh yeah, if we end up marrying, whatever." But when I talked to her, I was so glad and I was so happy because it's like a heavy burden was lifted from me, and I really? f- that was the beginning of the happiest days of my life.
2: Is that right? Yes, and I thank out of a really bad yes, relationship, and yeah.
3: I thank God really well. <laughs> um,
2: so but out of out of something quite bad, some good. You, you, you could see yes, there's some at good. at least for can, me. Yeah, for you. Yes, sure.
3: At the time, I was all um, when I was crying and crying. My friends comforted me and tried to give me some uh, encouragement, and they would give me some things to read. And I remember quite distinctly. One of my friends sent me this verse from Jeremiah twenty twenty nine. Okay. 11. Verse 11, yes. yes. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Then mm. you shall call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. Mm. And I was just so glad because I it just spoke to me that yes. I have a plan for you. I didn't do this to hurt you, but to... Um, to do something, to give you something better. Um, after that, uh, I told my friends that I wanted. I'm interested in the faith, and uh, we had Bible studies. And I was convicted that I wanted to so be. These baptized. were Adventist friends. Yes, hmm. from uh, from the Adventist University. Okay. We kept in contact, and they were praying for me, and they've been waiting for that day that I want that I will be con- converted.
2: Right, praise the Lord. And make the
3: decision. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And so long story short, I got baptized on the twenty sixth of January twenty thirteen. After that God led me and somehow made me brought me to Australia mm. and I met my now husband.
4: Okay. <laughs>
2: Wonderful, and, and I, I know there's a story to that as yes. well But we, we've just about <laughs> run out of time mm-hmm. But I know that you are a musician And we've been able to select a song That yes. we're going to listen to Now, what is the name of that song?
3: The song is called The Shepherd of My Soul okay. I, I like this song and I chose this song Because um, God is the shepherd of my soul And He has He's a healer And He mended my... Broken heart and life mm. And has made me into a new person And Amen. now I live In the, in the faith Of Jesus
2: mm. Praise the Lord, that's beautiful Now thank you, so Shepherd of My Soul Sung by Diane Hope So Diane <laughs> we look forward to listening to the song And also listening to the words of the song Because obviously they have a lot of meaning Let's listen to that now
0: Who is this Jesus Whose voice the winds obey Thank you.
2: Well, that beautiful song Sung by Diane Hope Is called The Shepherd of My Soul And Diane Is my special guest In the studio Here on By the word Of their testimony Now Diane You were just talking Before some of the Difficulties and trials You were going through In your own life And uh, you specially Selected the song That you've sung Because the words Are so relevant To your experience At the time Can you maybe Just unpack some of that For us a little bit And explain The significance Of the song And what it means to you
3: I like it Because um, it speaks about God being someone who seeks us when we stray and he suffers our pain and he hears our cries mm. and he's our grief. And in return, he gives us unmeasured joy and peace. That's beautiful. Yeah, yes. I was I
2: was looking at the words, you know, and, and as you were singing that song, we were um, looking at it, you know, it talks about who is this Jesus, whose voice the winds obey, what manner of man is this? Who with a word can calm the angry seas and still the tempest. Then it talks in some places there that, you know, who's this Jesus that the world has set at naught? You know, who's this Jesus who seeks me when I stray? Mm. And then it's got all those answers. He hears my every anguish cry, who bears my grief, who suffers all my pain and returns to me unmeasured joy. That is so beautiful. So... You have had a, quite a transformation in your life mm-hmm. You've gone through some difficulties and trials You've had some friendships you know, That you actually relied on They were sort of like a pillar in your in your life Yes, But they were unreliable Now you've come to a relationship Someone. with Jesus Christ Who is the rock You can yes. build on Him and rely on Him come what may
3: And He calls me by my name He knows me and He cares about every aspect of my life wow. That's what's so good about it
2: Isn't that incredible That you know, people want to know famous people and there's no one greater than the creator God, mm-hmm. and he knows us intimately. There's not a thing of, about us that's hidden, not a thing we think or do. He knows the number of our hair. And for some people in are hair, as you get older, you have less and <laughs> less. He knows exactly how many hair you have on your yes. head at any given time. So we praise God for that beautiful relationship he offers, offers each one of us. Um, thank you for sharing that song, and thank you for sharing your testimony Maybe at another time we can hear the story of how you met your uh, (laughs) your delightful husband, James Hope.
3: Yes, that would be nice. Mrs.
2: Hope, we thank you for joining us in the studio today. We pray that God will continue to bless you with your work, you know, because you care for a lot of people. You're a Mm -hmm. nurse. (laughs) And uh, we also pray, dear listener, that God would bless you as well. We know we all have a story. We're all on a journey. And we pray that there's some encouragement from Diane's story today and that God will continue to lead you, draw you and bless you. And we look forward to catching with you next time. Yes. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. You've been listening to a production of 3ABN Australia Radio.
1: Thank you for joining us on By the Word of Their Testimony. If you would like more information about today's program or if you have any questions, please contact 3ABN Australia Radio by phoning 024973-3456. or you can send an email to radio at 3abnaustralia.org.au. You can also contact us on our 3ABN Australia Radio Facebook page. We look forward to hearing from you.